Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's up and welcome to the Believe in Hornets podcast on the Believe Podcast Network presented by Bet Online. How's everybody doing out there? My name is Sam, Sam Dracula, if you want to be formal with it. And we are days, 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 days away from Hornets preseason basketball. October 4th against the Thunder. The Hornets will be back in action. I'm not sure if it's on TV or not. I just realized this this morning as I'm recording this. I was thinking about, am I going to be doing any live streams during the preseason game? So if anybody's wondering about that, if if they're on Bally Sports, yes. If they're not, I don't know what I'm going to do. But that's that's an aside. Today, (laughs) pardon the tangent. Today, 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 in this episode, we're going to just take a step back. We're going to say goodbye to the offseason, right, with a proper review of all the people lost and all the people added and we're gonna just put this off season we'll put a nice little bow on it i'm gonna give out some grades on every move and then i'm gonna give the whole off season a grade and then we can look forward to basketball so this time next week we'll be talking about basketball on this podcast no you know no hot takes no assumptions no theories like legit basketball and i can't i'm so excited for it i'm so 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 excited to talk about actual hornets basketball even though it's just preseason and you can't see me right now i'm doing air quotes it is just preseason but it's basketball who doesn't love it i want to thank bet online for sponsoring the podcast as always bet online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season with a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B L E A V, to receive your bonus. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. All right, so I want to give some love to Rod Boone once again. Congratulations once again for the um, the Observer gig. And um, he has some interesting quotes that I I thought were really cool. And just this things that just reassuring things you hear from players, you know, you, you want guys to come in to camp with the right attitude, take the offseason with the right attitude. And you want to hear them talk about those things in that way. Right. And Miles Bridges, for instance, um, this is from Rod Boone. And once again, on Twitter, speaking on the playing game, the, you know, the, that, that horrific outing uh, against the Pacers. Um, and Miles said, uh, we're not going to take any games for granted this season. And I, I don't want to sit here and say that they, they took that game for granted, but I like that they're going into this with that attitude, like with this upcoming campaign, with that attitude. And Miles Bridges saying that it's key because he's, he's turned into quite the leader for the squad. And I, you know, if he feels that way, he's gonna make sure the rest of the squad feels that way. So good job, Miles. Love that from you. 
Uh, one note from Kelly Oubre that I thought was super fascinating and uh, assuring as a new guy coming into the fold, him saying that he hasn't been this excited to start an NBA season in probably five years, like not since his rookie year. He really likes what he's seeing from this group so far. He's loving the fresh start and is looking forward to making this place his home. Love that. Love that. Love that. Love that. Good job, Kelly. Love hearing that from you. <laughs> you know, that's what you want to hear from, from a guy like that. And a guy who, you know, may, may not have expected to be in Charlotte, but is here now and he's loving it. And I'm loving it. And I can't wait to see him on the court, man. The, the Hornets have, have so many options rotation wise, and it's going it's to really improve things from a depth and talent point of view. So here for it. So, so here for it. Uh, Kai Jones, I'm glad he said this because it's it something that I was thinking the entire, the entire length of um, Summer League. <laughs> he says, uh, you can't dunk on everything. He's going to, but, but he's going to try to dunk on everything, which that's, that's what he does. And I hope the coaching staff let him be Kai Jones, a guy who's going to try to jump out the gym every time he has the ball. Because that's, I think that's his best asset, his best skill set as a rookie. He'll, he'll obviously have to improve that as he develops his game, you know, as he gets more seasoned in the league. But as of now, day one, when the season starts in a few weeks here, do your thing, Kai. Do your thing. And if you get in foul trouble, all good. We have guys who can, who can back you up. But I love that. I love that. I have no idea how many minutes he's going to be playing when the, when, the, when the season starts. But when he's on the floor, I'm going to be – on the edge of my seat, best believe. Um, Another quote from uh, the other first round pick we had, James Booknight, the 11th overall pick. I'm so psyched. I can't believe he's, I still can't believe he fell to us. I I can't believe it. I'm so so psyched he's part of this franchise and even more excited about it now. Um, And just, I never really clocked the, like the temperament comparisons between him and Terry Rozier. Uh, But they seem to be the same kind of guy. Like they seem to have the same personality makeup. And when you hear James and Terry talking about each other and like been James making a point to guard Terry every possession in practice and training camp is just not backing down from challenges. He he may be Terry Rozier in more ways than one, you know, like if he has that attitude, that personality, hopefully that his game translates to that, you know, but that 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 extra that extra sauce. I'm here for it. I'm, I'm really here for it. I'm really excited about what Book Knight can bring. But again, like Hyde Jones, I don't expect a lot from either, either of those rookies, the other rookies, you know, JT Thor, Scotty Lewis. I don't expect much from them either. This team, which is a good thing. This is a good, it's a good place to be as a franchise where you're not overextending and rushing these guys into big minutes when they're not ready, if they're not ready. They can cook on the side burner and um, really step in and be in position like the coaching staff could put them in the best positions to succeed versus, you know, risking damaging their confidence or developing bad habits in that. So I'm, I'm really happy how the roster has kind of taken shape with the additions of Ish Smith, Kelly Oubre, Mason Plumley, you know, uh, which we'll get to in a second. You know what? That's a good segue. Let's do that. Let's make that the segue. All right. We're here for it. Our real time. Actually, no, <laughs> we're not going to talk about the additions. I want to talk about the departures first. Okay. Bismack Biombo, longtime servant of the team, Bobcats era, Hornets era. He's 
he gets a lot of he got a lot of stick for the contract he had. And I understand it. I understand it. But he turned out to be he's always been, I don't say turned out to be. I think he's always been one of the most likable like NBA players. And you saw that with his teammates and that that's a that's a strong quality to have. And I, I'm I'm I don't know what in the this locker room will be like without Biz. I don't expect it to fall apart by any means, but it won't be the same, right? And when you look at Biz and what he did for LaMelo his rookie year, being that like least visible mentor, whenever there was a, a dead ball, Biz took every opportunity he had to like put his arm around the kid and and talk to him, you know, and which as that that, that rookie veteran mentorship is important. So I'm curious. You know, what, how LaMelo or like who will do that for LaMelo this year? There's plenty of options. So it's not, there's not a lack of options in that department, but I wish Biz the best of luck. You know, uh, as far as I know, he hasn't joined a new team yet. And um, if he does, best of luck to him. If he chooses to do that, I know he's really big into humanitarian work too. So he may have interests, he may have interests outside of basketball entirely. So, but good luck to him. Good luck to Biz. Um, Another departure. Another big one, <laughs> Devontae Graham. Uh, the Hornets made a decision to, to, to offer him a qualifying offer, extend a qualifying, extend a qualifying offer to him as a restrict, making him a restricted free agent uh, this, this summer. And I thought for sure he was coming back with that decision. But nope. Sign and trade to New Orleans. <laughs> it was a wild. It was a wild offseason. You know, and that, this is why I wanted to wait to do this is not with just to put some some air between the moves and now just kind of looking at it with some like a, some some perspective, you know. And actually, you know, what? I need to go back to biz. I forgot to give him a grade. So I'm just going to do thumbs up, thumbs down just to keep it simple. It's a for the Hornets as a roster move it's a, to let biz go. Thumbs up. No slight on him, but they need to make some room for the younger guys. And I think that's what, you know, drafting Kai Jones 19th overall is pretty clear that they want to go younger in that position. And for that reason, Biz needed to go. And so thumbs up for the move, but best, honestly, like, I don't want this to seem like, to sound like I'm pushing Biz out the door or any of these players out the door. Just for like a roster move point of view, thumbs up. So like I mentioned before, Devontae with a sign of trade to New Orleans, I'm giving this move a thumbs up for the Hornets and for Devante, and for the Pelicans. I think this is a win-win-win for everybody involved. Um, for the Pelicans, they get a really good uh, playmaker and shooter, a young player who can continue to get better, who's shown the ability to get better after being overlooked in the draft, et cetera, you know? Um, for Devante, he gets to play big minutes for a, a team that's that could be pretty fun with Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson. Um, that plus... Reportedly, he's been, he's, been, he's been taken care of pretty nicely uh, financially. I think around somewhere between like 13 to 14 a year, I think is the number. And, like for, and to think about committing that, those like those finances here in Charlotte, that'd be a lot of money to be paying a backup point guard, you know, and when you still need other areas of improvement on the floor, like for that, for that much of the salary cap pie to be, in the backcourt doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, and so f- for the Hornets, it's a good move to, l- to like, you know, 
get something for him. They got a, a protected first round pick from New Orleans. Got West of one doing the deal. It, it makes sense. And I'm pretty happy with the trade, all, all things considered, right? And so, yeah, good luck to Devontae. But yeah, so just for grading purposes, the, 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 the biz departure, the Devontae acquisition, thumbs up from me. Caleb Martin, another player that was um that's leaving that's gone he's in he's in Miami now which I think he's gonna crush it there if I'm honest with you the Miami Heat like culture or whatever they do down there is they they love guys like Caleb Martin like they do what the Hornets do what's like on steroids when just kind of like developing guys and I think Caleb showed flashes uh of being an offensive like like role player threat um I'll, he's not like gonna start every game for anybody anytime soon, but guy, you know, eight nine minutes per game. I think Caleb Martin can be that type of guy in the league, if not better. And I think he can he can thrive in that Miami situation if he if he chooses to. And again, for the Hornets, it's a thumbs up move letting him go because it frees up a roster spot and a position spot basically for Kelly Oubre. They announced his, the waving, the departure of Caleb Martin on the same day of the Kelly Oubre signing. So I don't think that was an accident, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? And so we're going to talk about Kelly Oubre later, but thank you, Caleb. It's a thumbs up for me, for the Hornets, letting him go, especially when you think in the context of bringing in Kelly Oubre, you know, for that same spot. It's a, that's a, that's a nice upgrade. And uh, for the, for Cody and Kayla, man, it's going to be weird. I hope they'll be all right, separated like that. And hope Eric Collins is okay. The, the Hornets will no longer be fully Martinized, which is it's a sad it's a, it's a sad day in that respect. All right, moving on. Bleak Monk. All right. For those who don't know, speaking of the Miami Heat, honestly, Malik Monk against the Miami Heat early into the season did a madness, right? It was like 30 plus points, hit a game, or sorry, a game tying jumper to send the game in overtime. And then the Hornets eventually won. During that game, I said on stream that if the Hornets won, I would rename my dog after Malik Monk. For those that don't know, I have a German Shepherd who is now four, but at the time he was three. And he has a new name thanks to Malik. Uh, I went after the Hornets won, went to PetSmart and uh, added Monk to my dog's tag. I can't like really change his name because he's too old for that, but I can put Monk on his dog tag and that's what I did. And it, that's, it'll remain there. Even though Malik is no longer part of the franchise, I will, at a sign of respect <laughs> for Malik and kind of laziness because I you know, can't be bothered to get a new dog tag right now. <laughs> I, uh, I'm going to leave it there for the rest of the season. Um, and then we'll see. Who knows? He may come back next year. <laughs> That'd be awkward. I don't want to be one of those, like, those, those pissed off Cavaliers fans that are like burning LeBron jerseys and then I'll have to like walk it back a few years later. You know, I'm going to leave it. I'm going to leave it there. And if I do update, I'm going to keep the tag somewhere just in the off chance he returns to Charlotte. You know, uh, Grant Riller is in Philly. Um, best of wish, like the Philadelphia can use point guard help. For sure. I have no idea how they plan to use him. The Philadelphia 76er situation. Wait, wait, sorry. I don't think, wait, wait, let me back up. It's leaving Malik Monk, going back to Malik Monk. I got, I started talking about my dog and I just got, went off in a tangent here. Malik 
leaving for nothing sucks. It really sucks. I'm giving that a down vote. A down uh, thumbs down. It's not Reddit. <laughs> I'm giving it a thumbs down of a move because the Hornets got nothing for him. Now, we'll talk about later, I guess. I'm just looking at the bigger picture. In the bigger picture, it's a thumbs up, but this specific move, letting Malik Monk walk for nothing right at the peak of his career, right when he became a, a knockdown shooter from three, he's out of here. And not only that, he went to the Lakers, which is a big old rip. He's going to kill it there. I'm very happy for him. It's a big old thumbs up for him personally. But for the Hornets, it's a thumbs down. All right, Grant Riller. Grant Riller, like I mentioned, is in Philly. The Philly situation is mad weird. I have no idea what Ben Simmons is going to do, you know, what, what they're going to have up there. Grant Riller didn't get a lot of run here in Charlotte. Um, I, I didn't really love what I saw in the summer league. Um, I thought the point guard play between him and, and Carton wasn't, wasn't really it. But it's summer league. It's, you know, it's hard. You know, I'm, not, I'm not in the practices. I don't see these guys in, in training or whatever. Like, it, it, you only see what you can see. And with, with him and the Hornets, you know, uh, LaMelo, the Hornets had, over the, you know, started the season with LaMelo and Devontae and him. LaMelo got hurt. Devontae got hurt. They brought in Brad Wanamaker, who we'll talk about in a second. You know, Grant Riller never got that chance or opportunity to like fill, like step up. They brought in Brad over him for a reason. So it's just one of them things. Like, I, Grant Riller, I'm sure he hit people up like really nice numbers in college. And I think he has a lot of skills. It's just kind of translating that to the NBA, to the speed and size of the NBA. And Philly with Doc Rivers, et cetera, could be interesting. I, I don't know if they even plan to use him for the main team or if they'll send him to the G League or whatever. But best of luck to Grant Riller. For the Hornets, it's a thumbs up move. Kind of like what I mentioned, because if it's for the same reason about Devontae. Like, LaMelo is the point guard, right? There's no need to have another project point guard underneath them. What you need is a veteran point guard underneath them, a guy who can teach LaMelo a thing or two about the league, you know, and being successful and longevity, et cetera. Grant Riller can't do that. Devonte can't do that. Um, Ish Smith can. We'll talk about him later. But Grant Riller letting him go is a thumbs up move for the Hornets. Best wishes to Grant. And um, I think he'll, given the opportunity, I think he'll succeed in Philadelphia. Brad Wanamaker. The only trade, the only midseason trade we, were, we got. <laughs> um, not the most exciting deal. On the planet, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it was, a, it was a move out of need. The Hornets needed a backup point guard. Injuries be like that, you know? And Brad looked to just, when he was on the floor, I, I felt he was there just to keep things afloat and not necessarily, like I saw him passing up out shot opportunities a lot. And just to get other people involved. I, I don't know. It, I, I'm going to miss, <laughs> I'm going to miss Eric Collins. Uh, his call from Brad, about Brad Watermaker commenting on his barrel chest, et cetera. But, and the live chat had some fun with Brad Wanamaker, but he letting him go makes a lot of sense. Um, it's, it gets an upvote from me, even though he's an older player, he doesn't have a lot of experience, NBA experience, especially compared to ish. So it, it makes it makes sense as a thumb up, thumbs up move. As far as I know, he, Brad hasn't found a landing spot yet. Best wishes to him. 
whatever and whatever wherever he goes if it's here in the states if he goes back to overseas whatever best of luck brad uh cody zeller this is this is gonna be a weird one because he's never played for anybody else and i think he was he's like one of now there's like three players remaining that have from his draft class that are still on the same team he's in portland oh, it's a really good landing spot for him uh personally just from well, from a basketball point of view because he can he, he he can be a backup center on a playoff team i think that's that's his his role his his space now in the league and he was on Woj's podcast talking about his options heading into free agency does he want to be the starting center on a fringe playoff team or does he want to be a backup center on a contender potentially and he chose that route he went over to portland and that Portland team, I know there's somebody like that's not as bad as Philadelphia, but that Portland situation is still not the most secure. But that team will be a good team, no matter how you slice it. I don't know. The West is nuts. Like, it's really competitive. So I don't know where they fall within that landscape of things, the, the Trailblazers. But for Zeller, he'll, they'll be in the mix, in the mix in some form or fashion, guaranteed. And Zeller, I'm happy for him because he can – he can be one of those guys, those impact subs, um, and make something happen for a team like trying to either slot, like fit into that four or fifth seed, the bottom half of the Western Conference. Like they'll be in the mix, and once the Western Conference playoffs start, anybody can get it. Like I think outside of the Lakers, it's a pretty there's a lot of parity in the West, especially with Kawhi being hurt. Like it, it's it's there's some question marks going on in the Western Conference, even though it's very deep. So best of luck to Cody. Again, it's going to be super weird seeing him, him wearing uh, black and white and red playing with, uh, with Dame Lillard and them. But yeah, good luck, Cody. Good luck to you. It's a, it's a thumbs up move for the Hornets as well. Um, like, like, with, like with Biz, the team needs to get younger. And I, I don't want to like slide anybody here, but better in the center spot. And we'll get to that here with Mason Plumley in a in a second. <laughs> but listen, best of luck, Cody, honestly. And it's gonna be weird. It's gonna be weird. It's gonna be weird. All right. Departure time. Nope, not departure time. Arrival time. Arrival time, arrival time. So I think we'll start. We ended with the with the center position. We'll start with the center position. Mason Plumley, a draft day trade. Um Hornets acquire him. And they moved up 20 spots, I think. I think it was 20 spots um, in the second round to draft uh, JT Thor, which could prove to be pretty nice. <laughs> pretty nice in, in, the, if, if in the future, depending on how uh, Thor develops. It could be one of those moves where like, you're like, whoa, <laughs> what are the Pistons doing? But hey, may, maybe, maybe. We'll see what JT Thor turns into. But Mason Blummy is the man I'm talking about right now. It's a thumbs up from me. Easy, easy thumbs up. Um, I think he's a walking double-double, and his playmaking ability um, is something the Hornets haven't had um, in recent years from that center position. The, one of the most frustrating things from last season was watching the half-court offense try to run some high screen and handoff to Zeller or Biz and watching the opposing team just sag off, knowing that Zeller and Biz couldn't do anything with it or wouldn't do anything with the ball up there. They're just trying to hand the ball right back off 
Biz wouldn't even face the basket. He was, he was back to the basket out of the top of the key. Zeller would do some face-up stuff and maybe shoot the ball. Biz was definitely not shooting the ball. And Mason Plumlee won't shoot the ball from there either. He's not a shooter. Um, he's not a stretch five at all, right? But what he will do is get in the paint. He could score in the paint. He could defend the paint a little bit. He could rebound. And he has good hands. And he could find open guys. That I'm here for that. I am so here for that. Plus, he's been in the league a long time. He can, he can put his arm around Kai Jones and mentor him a little bit. He can help out Vernon and Nick if he wants to, if he chooses to, if, they guys wanna, if those guys want to learn from Mason. That's a good guy to learn from. So I'm here for that. I love the Mason Plumlee acquisition. Thumb, big, big old thumbs up from me. Maybe catching the theme here, honestly, if you haven't caught on by now. <laughs> it's been all thumbs up except for the Malik thing, but you know, we'll talk about that in its, in its uh, totality in a few. All right, James, well, you know what? Uh, let's stick with the vets. Let's stick with the vets. You know, should I? Should I stick with the vets? No. Because well, in like, in order, the, the draft was before free agency. So yeah, Mason Plumlee, he was acquired on draft day. So let's go. Let's stick it with the draft just to keep this in order here. James Booknight. I, leading up to the draft, I was trying to prepared myself, do a little homework about potential players the Hornets could draft at 11. You never draft into that spot in the lottery. You never really know who will, who will be there. You do your best not to get you know, overexcited about a guy who can't or like, will likely won't be there. So like leading up to doing my homework and research, I wasn't about to hype myself up on Kate Cunningham, Evan Mobley, Jalen Green, <laughs> Jalen Suggs, Scotty Barnes, you know, et cetera. Because those guys had a 0% chance of being there at 11, right? So you're trying to find that sweet spot for guys who might, maybe, if things go one way or the other, could be there. And so I landed on James Booknight as the top, the best guy that could be there. And he was there. And I couldn't believe it. I actually couldn't believe it. There's some questionable, I don't want to say questionable, in the moment questionable, because who the hell knows what happens five years from now? Like Josh Giddy could be the best player in the league five years from now. Who knows? Nobody knows that, you know? But I was surprised to see Giddy go over Book Night, except like there's a lot of moves like that that had me thinking, like, whoa, what is happening? And could it, could it be? And so the guy I had at the top of my wish list, James Book Knight, was there and the Hornets took him. They took him. He looked pissed. He looked very angry that he fell to 11th. And I like that too. My guy will come in with a chip on his shoulder, like I read earlier about the, the Terry Rozier comparisons and working with him in training camp. I love that situation for him. I don't, I don't know what to fully expect from him this season. And that's okay because the Hornets don't need to rely on rookies this year. They can let them be rookies. And I'm so, I'm so psyched for that. He's going to, when he's on the floor, I'm, I'm very excited what, about what he could potentially pull off as an off-ball scorer running with that second unit maybe getting some time with the first unit given the situation playing with Lamelo, playing with miles will do wonders for this kid i'm so excited for it and if you're interested in hearing more about james book night scroll through the archives of the podcast i have store south a uconn basketball expert on uh when was that two weeks ago 
yeah, two weeks ago, talking all about James Booknight in high school, college, and as a prospect, if you want to listen to that. A lot of good, a lot of good insight from him about James Booknight. All right, so that's a, I don't know if I said it, but if I, just to reiterate, thumbs all the way up for Booknight. Uh, DJ Carton was brought in. We saw him in the summer league a lot in like kind of alternating with Riller at the point guard point of view. I, I prefer, I liked him over Riller from, from summer league. It's a thumbs up, but like more of a thumbs in the middle. I don't know what to expect from DJ Carton, um, but he's not a shooter at all. He's very much a pass first guy, run to the rim guy. Um, so, I, you know, I don't know. Moving on quickly, swiftly from that. Thumbs up, I guess. <laughs> DJ Carton. <laughs> uh, one dude was acquired in the, actually, no, uh, I'm jumping ahead. Kai Jones. Let's, stay, let's stick in the draft. Kai Jones, 19th pick overall. Hornets dra- uh, traded back into the first round to get him which says a lot. They traded a first-round pick, a future first-round pick, to get Kai Jones from the Knicks. I think the Knicks drafted him. But Kai Jones has the frame, the personality, the athleticism to be a real game-changer in this, in this league and for the Hornets. It's just a matter of putting all the pieces together. And I th- Him, he talks a lot about you know working and, and doing his best to to improve, I don't. That, that's going to take time. It's going to take time to put all that, all those skills to the together. But he's saying all the right things that make you think that he will put all that stuff together eventually. It's just a question of when. And the beauty of this, this upcoming season, is we don't have to rush it. Like with James Book Knight, we don't have to rush Kai Jones into the starting five or in playing in high leverage situations. There's no need for it, and he can develop on his own time, which means. The, he can develop the right way. So Kai Jones, big thumbs up. I'm very excited about his addition, his acquisition. And when I talked to Kevin Borba, uh, da, 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 like August, the episode went up August 23rd. If you want to listen to that, we talk all about Kai Jones. Borba follows uh, Texas basketball very closely. So give that a listen. If you want more Kai Jones talk. Uh, the second round guy, Scotty Lewis. Actually, no, uh, JT Thor was before that. JT Thor, he has an insane upside, <laughs> like like a really insane upside, which is what you want. To st- I love that from second round picks. Like like our first round picks, if we if we get anything, we don't like the first round picks. We don't have to rely on them at all this season. If they contribute, fantastic. But the expect that's not the expectation, at least not for me. And when you look at the second round picks, just double down on that. I expect absolutely nothing from JT Thor this upcoming season. Two, three years from now, different story. I want him to. I want him to be a three and D guy in this league with his crazy frame and and he's pretty young right now. Uh, but his crazy frame and athleticism, I, I I need him to be a three and D guy in the next two to three years, at least forming those skills. Um, now, so we they can develop later, you know, like you're you know, planting a planting a seed. He just just reminds me so much of like of what a, like a Toronto Raptors style project. And if there's any if there's any franchise you want to imitate, it's the Toronto Raptors. So it's it's such a Raptors like guy that I'm glad he's here. Um, Thumbs up there. Easy peasy. The other second round pick, Scotty Lewis, he was signed to a, um, a two-way deal pretty quickly. 
So he won't. I think he's unlikely to start with us. Um, he'll be bouncing back and forth between uh, the Hornets and the uh, and the Swarm, which I may still head down to Greensboro to watch them in person. Um, him and another individual. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna talk about in a second from 2018. But yeah, Scotty Lewis, a defensive specialist, a guard, a wing, basically. Uh, his luck. I like the move. I like his acquisition. The team. The Hornets as a whole, needed to improve defensively. Scotty Lewis isn't the answer to that in the short term, but could be in the long term. And I, he has, you know, he has a really good pedigree as a prospect going into college and is kind of just, you know, molding and improving where he can to reach that full potential. So I'm here for it. As, a sec, as far as second round picks go, I love it. I love that type of move. Um, Kuboka, a guy who's drafted in the second round in 2018, uh, the 25th pick in the second round specifically, is back in the States. I love this kid a lot. Like, <laughs> the, he was one of my, I know, like, Leangelo Ball got a lot of love, and rightfully so. But this guy, the spice on this kid, he would run down the floor and do, like, no-look passes behind the back passes, and they'll, like, fly into the stands, but he wouldn't care <laughs> and just do it again and then work the next time. I love that from, I love that from seeing, I love seeing that from young players, guys who aren't phased by mistakes and are eager to, to, to improve and, and just want to move forward and try things out, especially in a situation like Summer League. You know, if it's, like, a real game or, like, a real, like, late-game situation in a real NBA game, nah, don't do that. But being having the awareness of the situation to make the most of their surroundings and that all that aside, I love his shot. He has an amazing jump shot. And as a as a dude, he's like, what is he like? Six, six, seven, six, eight, something like that. Uh, six, ten, depending on where you look. Um, a six, ten playmaker with the good shot. Give me that. <laughs> Give me all that. So he's definitely a project. He'll be in the swarm a lot. Um, hopefully, he gets some minutes with the Hornets. We get to see what he looks like in the NBA situation. But yeah, Kuboka is a dude I'm a big fan of. So uh, thumbs up for him. I'm glad he's part of the, part of the plans in the short term and uh, well, not the short term in the long term. Okay, uh, so let's move on to Wessel Wundu. Kind of going backwards here. He was involved in the Devontae Graham trade. I I look at a Wundu as an athletic defensive minded wing and he's he's paired he joins a a a a, a class including Cody Martin Jalen McDaniels and Kelly Oubre as like the bench unit right the wing bench unit more guys like that the better i say when you when you consider Gordon Hayward's injury history, right? There's plenty of backup there. And, and those, the guy, some of those guys I mentioned can play in multiple positions. So there's cover in multiple positions, but that small forward depth, wing, athletic depth, like archetype. Hornets have options there. I don't know if Wundu makes the final team. If he does, great, because he has a lot of NBA experience. Something that the Hornets desperately need, guys who've been in the league for time. And Wundu has. This is a question of how will he be used and how often will he be used? That's something I don't know, but I like what he could bring to the table. And as this, as a piece in uh, in the Devonte deal coming back through, I like it. I like it. It's a thumbs up. It's like a. I wish the Hornets got more for Devonte from a player like help us now point of view, but a protective first round pick and a one do 
I'll allow it. I'll allow it. It's a, it's a small thumbs up, but it is a thumbs up nevertheless. All right. Big boy. Big boy Kelly Oubre. All right. Holy smokes. <laughs> they, this is, it's one of those moves where it's like a two, I've done this in 2K with Oubre specifically multiple times. Seeing it come to fruition is, a, is, a, is an incredible thing. Because like what what the mention when I mentioned before with Hayward, in his injury, um, his poor injury history. I think Ubre not only provides excellent cover for for Hayward, he, pro- he provides excellent cover for Terry Rozier, and whoever you know, and he can play some of the four. Like Ubre as a bench guy, is an NBA starter talent that the Hornets will. Be bringing off the bench. That is an incredible, incredible upgrade over how things were last year. Like they have, the Hornets have a luxury of bringing a starter, an NBA level starter off the bench if they want to. I don't. I don't know how Ubre will be used. No one really does. Maybe, hopefully, Brego does. You know what I mean? But the assumption is that he will be off the bench early on, or he'll be on, off the bench here. In Charlotte, given the current situation, like he's not playing over Hayward, and I was, he's not playing over Terry. You know, starting, starting. He's not starting over Hayward. Not starting over Terry. I surely don't think so, at least. But Ubre is the defensive lockdown perimeter guy the Hornets desperately needed. I keep going back when I talk about Ubre to the game against the Grizzlies, where Kyle Anderson hit back to back three pointers from the exact same point on the floor and the Hornets couldn't do anything about it. Kyle Anderson, homie's nickname is slow motion. He found his way to the exact same spot on the floor in back-to-back possessions and the Hornets couldn't stop him. Kelly Oubre is not going to let that happen. He won't. He won't. He won't. He won't. And I love that. (laughs) I'm so here for it. He's not the offensive answer that you may like want from a, a, a like a new acquisition. These none of these veterans are really. They're more. If they, they, they have, they bring a lot more to the table than just offense. Or like Mason Plumlee's not going to like fill up a stat sheet offensively. Um, he's going to just that 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 two pointer column in the stat sheet. That's his. Ubre he can hit a three. That's not really his specialty. Uh, but he's, he's a really good slasher. He developed into a, a good like corner three taker. In uh, in Golden State, and uh, if they, if that carries over to here, that's a good, really good thing because Lamelo will find him uh, for those spot up situations, or even when he's when he's cutting to the rim, Lamelo ish, um, Hayward, whoever's on the floor with Ubre will find him on the floor, so there won't be any concern there offensively. But that's not where you want to look. But the, on the defensive side, I'm excited to see the impact he, Kelly Ubre brings on the defensive end. I, I I'm I'm gassed for that. So gas for that. Um, so yeah, if if it's not if it's not obvious, big old thumbs up for the Kelly Oubre signing. Big old thumbs up for that. Um, again, I'm gonna plug my own podcast once again. I had Cyrus Satches. Um, I think the episode on the August eighth episode of uh, of this podcast talk. He's uh, he covers the Warriors. Um, he has a podcast with Rick Barry. Um, called the Rick Barry Show <laughs> um, on this on the Believe Network. He talked about the Kelly Oubre signing and how you know upset he is that he left, which is what you want to hear. 
<laughs> you want to hear that. You said all the things you want to hear as the team getting the player. Um, <laughs> that, you know, if we, if you we would if he was happy that Ubre left and it was with us, then I'd be a little bit bummed out. But it's the exact opposite. He's he's upset that he's with that he that Ubre is not part of the franchise anymore and that he's here. And that's what you want to hear. So if you want to listen to that full interview, it's on the it's on the on the feed. Go go listen to it from uh, early August. Those are good. Um, I'm gonna have Cyrus back on when um when the season starts because he's really fun to talk to about basketball and the Warriors and the Hornets, et cetera. Up next, Ish Smith, my guy. He's my guy because I'm a Smith. He's a Smith. I live in Charlotte. <laughs> He's from Charlotte. <laughs> no, um, Ish Smith. When you look at Devontae leaving, when you look at Brad Wanamaker, Grant Wheeler, the Hornets lost three point guards. Also, I don't know if I even mentioned Nate Darling. Respect to Nate Darling. Shouts to Nova Scotia. Best wishes to him wherever he lands. All right. Check. Nate Darling's checked off the list now. Um, the Hornets only had one point guard on the roster with all those guys gone, right? DJ Carden brought in as an undrafted player is what it is. Ish Smith, seasoned NBA player, coming in as a role player, he will be an excellent leader for this team in the second unit. He has a skill set, a, a resume that didn't exist last year for the Hornets. That's why it's so big. When you look at what I mentioned earlier about uh, Miles Bridges talking about the, the disappointment in the playing game, like the performance in the playing game, guys like Ish Smith, Mason Plumley, Kelly Oubre, these guys have been in those situations before. You bring them in with you get any compare and you like you pair them with your Terry Rozier, with your Gordon Hayward. These guys have playoff experience. They played in big games. That's what you need with these young players. They're getting the balance right. I love the balance in this team from the youth and the experience. And the experience isn't there just for the sake of experience either. Like with Mason, with Ubre. Ish Smith is a very good NBA player. He can be a leader from the bench and on the court. That is going to carry this team this year. So Ish Smith, big fat thumbs up. Hornets offseason as a whole. I've loved every single move, right? It's, it seems, it seems from what I can tell, that there aren't any plans for LiAngelo to be part of this team as of right now. Not reporting anything, just from what I've seen online. I have no sources in the matter, so don't, 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 don't quote me or anything like that. Okay? But if that's the case, it's a little bit of a bummer because selfishly, I like watching him play. I enjoyed watching him play in the Summer League. I want to see more of it. I want to see the brothers reunited. I want to drive to Greensboro to watch him play for the Swarm. Maybe that will still happen. I don't know. Right. But as of now, he's not part of the, the team in any capacity. So he's not included in this recap. But all that being said, I'm looking at my notes. I'm not going to recap everything because it's really easy to recap right now. I've only given one move a down vote. And that move is the Malik Monk in isolation, in a, in a bubble, like in its own like vacuum. 
letting Malik go walk for nothing is crazy. But in the bigger picture of, of things, I don't think the Hornets could have afforded to bring back a contract um, in a trade and assign a trade or something like that. So, and if they did bring in a, a contract in a trade, like, you know, take on money, I don't know if they would have been able to do Ubre, Plumley, Ish Smith, et cetera, you know? So it's just something that the Hornets just had to affirm and just let them go walk for nothing, which again sucks on paper, but bigger picture is what needed to be done to get to where they are now. Um, the Hornets this offseason also extended Terry Rozier. So he's not going, he's not a lane. He's not going to have, um, he's not in a contract year, which is great for him. He's financially secured. The team is secured roster wise. And he can just focus on basketball. Doesn't worry about anything, any rumors, any trade rumors, anything like that. He can just focus on his game and being the, the Terry Rozier we all know and love. So yeah, overall, big old thumbs up on the Hornets offseason. If they could somehow, while it's still technically the offseason, <laughs> if, if they could extend Miles Bridges in the next few days before the preseason starts, the, this offseason period, would be, I think we'd look back on it five years from now as like a real turning point for this franchise. I think it would be a perfect offseason if they extend Miles Bridges during this, this like specific period where there's no basketball. Because once preseason starts, in my book, offseason is over with. We're in a different like phase of things. And, you know, there's never really a wrong time to extend Miles Bridges, but just for the sake of saying it, that is the only thing I'm giving. Because we saw like four of the guys in the same draft class get the, get extensions, it's a little. I don't. I don't love it. I don't love that Miles wasn't included in that mix yet. So there's still time. Hopefully, at some point, Bridges gets uh, the the years and the money he he deserves because he deserves it. Mitch Kupchak, please, please keep Miles around. <laughs> it, that would be a that would be devastating losing Miles Bridges. But that's a that's a podcast for another day. Thank you so much for listening. What do you think? What do you think about this offseason for the Hornets? I love it, as you heard me ramble for however long they've been talking. I love what they did this year. Or not this year, these, these few months post-play-in um, fiasco. They talked about needing more talent. They talked about needing more veterans. They got more talent in the draft, and they added more veterans in, the, in free agency. They did what, I don't know how, if, I, don't, I don't know if this offseason went exactly to plan, I think it went better than expected because I don't think they thought Kelly Oubre would still be there when the Hornets were like one of few teams with still cap space to sign him. I don't think they thought uh, James Booknight would have been there at 11 when they drafted. So I think there's a, I think there's a chance that this, this offseason went better than planned for them, but I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it went better than planned for me. I didn't think it would be this fire. And they pulled off a madness on draft day and continued that momentum the rest of the way. But hey, love it. And you know what? The best part is we're about, we're about to find out. We're about to find out if it worked here pretty soon. So thank you all for listening. I appreciate it. It really means the world to me. We'll be, I'll be back next week talking preseason basketball. Man, Hornets basketball back once again. Things you love to see. Things you love to see. I'm excited to uh, talk about that with you guys. So Make sure you share the podcast, leave a rating on whatever platform you're listening to, tell a friend, tweet it out, 
You've been listening to the Believe in Hornets podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, presented by Bet Online. Talk to you next week. Peace. Perfect. For listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.